Hey everybody, welcome to This Week in 1984, where the only thought crime is having too much fun. And please do not have too much fun. You will be disappeared for having too much fun. But we are having exactly the right amount of fun this week in 1984. I am your host, coming to you from the beautiful year of 1984. And I've got my good friend, Benjamin Solzer, here. Hey! Ben, how does it feel to be in 1984? Feels fabulous. fab Yeah. And speaking of fabulous, we have our third co-host that you are going to introduce right now, Ben. It's true. It. Speaking of fabulous, fabulous Jake Mental. How are you doing, Jake? I'm all right. How are you, Ben? Oh, I'm all right as well. <laughs> In a fabulous way. <laughs> Guys, work. So you're gay. <laughs> Everyone's gay here in 1984. Trying to read between the lines. <laughs> we have, don't need to read between the lines in 1984, Jake. Right? There are no we lines. Just have the lines. Yeah. <laughs> gay means happy. <laughs> fabulous means fabulous. Well, speak, slavery is freedom. Ignorance is strength. And speaking of strength, we've got a strong lead-in for our show today. Isn't that right, fellas? We're gonna come at you with some pop culture, and entertainment news to start things off today. What is happening in the world of entertainment and culture, gentlemen? Well, the British government has admitted to paying social media influencers and reality stars to promote its NHS test and trace system. And that's a great thing because, I mean, we have to use every means possible to keep the public informed during the COVID pandemic. Absolutely. You got to get the word out. I believe we have failed in Britain to reach our 80% target for the ninth week in a row that's what got to pay the social media influencers to adopt the government message now how much would it cost how cheap is it to hire a social media expert or influencer on average eh, somewhere between five and ten thousand pounds an ad now ben isn't it great that if you were in britain right now your hard-earned tax money would be going to pay a social media influencer to get some great covid information out there yeah yeah I mean, I'm happy to give my tax money to any cause the government thinks is necessary. Well, personally, I'm happy that I'm an American because in America, instead of paying social media influencers, we just pay Tom Hanks. We just pay Tom Hanks. Oh, I, yeah. That is the best one of the best things that we do in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like just like when the Simpsons unironically uh, endorse Tom Hanks, what he's doing right now, helping helping lend the the U.S. government some credibility. Yes, that, that is, and, and and a famously unfunny segment of The Simpsons. Yes, well, The Simpsons are never funny and never prescient, and of course, one of the most unfunny and prescient unprescient things that they ever did was in the Simpsons movie where they had to put over some propaganda, and so they hired Tom Hanks, and he came in and said the famous quote: "The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing." Of some of mine. But that's nothing like what's happening now, where the Biden administration has gotten Tom Hanks to do a video promoting a recovering, resilient America. The America we all live in today, right, gentlemen? Yeah. Tom Hanks probably came up with that video and sold it to the Biden administration. Uh, sold it? Probably he did it for free. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he is He's the Mr. Patriot. Rogers of our time. Yeah. And he literally played Mr. Rogers, Ben. He did? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's a great video. It's two minutes of showing hardworking people and uh, store shelves stocked and 
all the wonderful things that are happening, are the economy booming, uh, inflation going down, that kind of stuff. I mean, under President Biden, we have the most fast-exploding economy in the history of the United States of America. Yeah, fast exploding. <laughs> <laughs> now, almost as good as our government, gentlemen, is the government of China. What's yeah. been going on there? Well, in some ways, I think they're a little ahead of us. We're like a model for imitation. But they they recently uh, they recently changed the ending of Fight Club to make it a better film. Yeah, well, you know, the Chinese government only allows so many films and only the best films. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Fight Club. And yeah. then goes out of its way to be sure those films are improved. Well, mm-hmm. Fight Club, of course, has a, a juicy, subversive kind of message, at least the original version, something something that might cause people to mistrust certain organizations or institutional power or... Um, but the Chinese government fixed that. And, and how did they fix that, Jake? Well, the movie ends traditionally with... Right. You know, a bunch of, yeah, the traditional ending the of traditional Fight ending of well, Fight we've Club. Got, we've got the traditional right. ending. When we all gather around ends. the Christmas tree and <laughs> Dad reads us Fight Club. <laughs> well, it, it ends, the movie ends, when uh, Tyler Durden ends up blowing up a bunch of buildings. Right. Right. Pulls off a It's giant. a great big anarchist stunt to take down the man. Right. But instead of that happening, cut to black, mm-hmm. and a message appears on screen. Uh, telling us how the movie actually ended. The movie actually ends like this. Quote, The police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. Man, it's so artistically expressed. I mean, that's the first (laughs) thing I want to point out about that. Well, I don't know how you could capture a police force with that much um, strength, devotion, and efficiency on the screen. Right. You just, <laughs> you just you, need text. You just need to leave it to people's imaginations. Right. Unfortunately, I, I don't think our police forces here are quite as good as that. But in China, they have it all around them. Nope. Why do you need to film it again, and how could you? They rapidly figured out the whole plan, arrested all criminals, and successfully prevented the bomb from exploding. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Chinese police and thank you uh, and you're welcome David Fitcher I'm sure he's excited that someone finally took his turkey of a movie and (laughs) carved it up into a delicious meal like Thanksgiving he's probably giving Thanksgiving right now for fight the new fight club and how excited he is about it guys you know all this talking is giving me some hankering for a delicious chocolate treat maybe I could go for some M&Ms, but ooh, ah, man, they have some retrograde views, the, the, the M&Ms. Nathan, you can't be talking about the M&M that wears heels, can you? Yeah, it is a disgusting, sexist trope. Every time I break open a bag of M&Ms, I, I, I shiver with disgust. How can I be eating this? What, what am I, a sexist, a homophobe, a racist, like, ugh. What am I doing eating these these M and M's? You don't have to worry anymore, Nathan. What? The uh, Mars Candy Company has decided that they need a fresh, modern take on the looks of their beloved characters and more nuanced personalities to underscore the importance of self-expression and power of community through storytelling. And that is a direct quote. Man. And so you can look forward to all the cast of characters, all those little M and M's, being more inclusive and more uh, 
self-expressive and yeah powerfully mm-hmm. powerful in a co- communal and certainly way. more nuanced yeah and, and they'll be getting their storytelling correct because that's, that's what right. we look for is the, story. the candy is storytelling right uh, i've relied on m&ms for that for so long i, I don't know where i'd be if they didn't but <laughs> make the story better yeah. you know there is something that i need to point out yeah not everybody's happy about this oh yeah i think i saw something in rolling stone about this one of their great opinion pieces yeah one of their great opinion pieces rolling stone is concerned about actually taking the sexy green m&m oh because some women like to be sexy yeah and so it's sort of like and this is their phrase, not mine, but it's sort of like slut-shaming. Oh, Jake, I'm sorry that you even had to say that word, but we don't like to say the word shame on this podcast. But, wow. The, the, the you know, you make a good point. I don't know which direction to go now. Maybe there oh, could no. be a Rolling Stone M&M to help everyone be included. Maybe they could just include a this, stone. It, it, and it could be, it could have an angry face on it. and that could be its personality and and maybe it could be big to contain the giant brain that comes up with these kind of (laughs) articles that are in rolling stone about yeah yeah not totally not s s i don't really want to say either word (laughs) right so yeah not s-l-u-t-s-h-a-m-i-n-g um yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's controversial. So so do I do I like the cuz cuz here's the thing. Here's the thing. The green M&M used to wear heels. Now she wears sneakers. And that is in fact the fresh modern take on the look of the beloved character and more nuanced personality to underscore the importance of self-expression and power of community through storytelling is that the green M&M is wearing sneakers. Hmm. Sneakers. Yeah. The power of community. The power of community. The power of storytelling. Sneakers. The power of community. The power of storytelling. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Sneakers. <laughs> We're going to summon the green M&M. <laughs> no! Uh, listen, listen, guys. Speaking of M&Ms, you know who likes to eat M&Ms? Kids. <laughs> That's right. They do. I see where I you're going confirm. with this. But you know what we have to do? According to Melissa Harris-Perry, a commentator on CMSNBC. Yes. We have to break through this idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families. Right. Well, it takes a village. That's what I always say. Yeah. And so this is, obviously, that was a direct quote. We have to break through this idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families. And what we obviously have to do is create this sense that eh, kids don't belong to anybody. Uh, Kids belong to the community as a whole. Right. They're not your kids. They're our kids. They really belong to the government, if you think about it. If you think about it, well, that moves us nicely into education, news, and the thing is, obviously, we all agree, kids belong to the village. They belong to the community. They belong to the government. But some parents want to exercise control over what their kids learn in school. Yeah. What, what do you guys think about that? Well, I think I agree with uh, NBC News, this news piece that says conservative activists who want schools to post lesson plans online... Um, Sorry, conservative advocate. Let me say the words. Conservative activists want schools to post lesson plans online. So, you know, they're conservative activists, not concerned parents. They just want the schools to post lesson plans online. But free speech advocates warn such policies could lead to more censorship in K-12 schools. And the one thing we don't want is censorship. Well, as the director of free expression and education at PEN America said, John Friedman, it's important we call this out. 
It's a shift toward more neutral sounding language, but it's something that is potentially just as censorious. The bill has drawn criticism from Democrats, including State Representative Maggie Nuremberg, who called the proposal an attempt to undermine public education. It ties the hands of educators, she said. That's a direct quote. This is absolutely just an easy tool to censor anything controversial. Far be it from parents to be concerned about their kids being exposed to anything that is controversial or anything that they don't like. Especially with all the stories out there of public schools promoting great books about LGBT awareness and about uh, sex between minors and yeah meetings. i mean we our five and six year olds need the ability to discover, their, to own discover their own sexuality yeah yeah, yeah. And, and bottom line <laughs> parents just get in the way of that sort of thing exactly i think i think there's one word jake said that's most important and that word is our mm-hmm. our kids because these are all our kids mm-hmm. ours and they're not <laughs> no parent they're, has the right they're not the yeah it's not like these parents treat their kids like property honestly mm-hmm. my yeah. kids me 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 my 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 mm-hmm. no Selfish our, our, our. Yep. our kids yeah and our. we'll make this decision mm-hmm. together yes we're making a decision better could we get tom hanks uh, on this we're podcast making a decision together without you right exactly well we, we wouldn't want the parents getting in the way if of you this. don't well wanna, they're not really parents they're conservative activists if you don't want to be together be with yep. us then you're not together yeah. you just don't have it together you're fringe yeah. Really. Thanks right. for thanks for breeding, by the way. Ever hear of a little thing called overpopulation? Guys, speaking of overpopulation, <laughs> there's lots of oh. the populace that is engaging in health. So <laughs> engaging in health. <laughs> yes. People like to be healthy. Have you noticed that, guys? They don't they Or do they? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a patient in Boston who's a father of two, he's thirty one years old line. Uh, 31 years old blind <laughs> he's, he's, he's 31 years old and on the one hand he wants a heart transplant but on the other hand he's not vaccinated does he even want to live well well he doesn't want to live with us he's not together with us he's not in with us right. so, thankfully the hospital just simply removed him from the uh heart transplant list well do people that don't get vaccinated even have hearts <laughs> that's what i want to ask am i right guys? Oh, nathan york heart <laughs> uh, i'll tell you who does have hearts though gentlemen quebec the great state of quebec because they have announced that the un- the, ugh, the unvaxxed are not nathan, allowed could you not say the u word just so freely i'm sorry it's just a little too much it's just what, what should it's, I say it's instead? getting to me Quebec has announced the that... UV, I'll just call them the Dirty Monsters, okay? Thank you. Quebec Thank has you. announced that the Dirty Monsters are not allowed inside of large stores unless accompanied by a health warden mm. that mm-hmm. will monitor them so they do not purchase anything except for food and medicine. I feel like I feel like the Dirty Monsters here in the United States still, like, they buy toys and stuff. Yeah. And uh, the, They shouldn't products. be allowed anything else. But food or medicine, and certainly yeah. not a heart transplant. Right, some medicine. Yeah. Well, they, they want to yeah. get their aspirin or something, I suppose. Yeah. What What they're also not allowed is, uh, in the United States, any access to monoclonal antibodies anymore. So. Oh, well, good. we needed good, to good. close those sites, and the FDA 
has removed authorization for monoclonal antibody treatments, which there's no hard evidence that that worked. So, and no hard evidence that it didn't work. Yeah, and it's important when things are ambiguous that you destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Florida's not too happy about it, though. (laughs) Why would they be? They're like. They had centers with monoclonal antibody treatments. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really conservative and. Frankly speaking, there's a lot of dirty monsters in Florida. Yeah, so, I mean, I kind of like this move because if there's a chance that monoclonal antibodies are actually helping people, as many anecdotal reports and some evidence seems to suggest, the last thing we want is to provide people who are, especially those who are not vaccinated, Mm -hmm. the opportunity to get better. Right, right. Especially, uh, that would make Florida look pretty good. That would make Florida look good, and what we need is Florida to look bad. Right. And it's worth killing some people to do that. They started it. Yeah. They've been making us look bad, and by us, I mean U.S. Yeah. As in USA. Mm. (laughs) Us-a, as I like to pronounce it. (laughs) Well, guys, speaking of dirty monsters, they're not just in Florida. They're everywhere. Let's talk about Dr. Meryl J. Nass. Yep. She has been suspended Good. by the main board of licensure because, and must submit to a psych evaluation because she questioned the mainstream COVID narrative and spread misinformation by prescribing uh, ivermectin to some of her patients. Horse dewormers? Yeah, horse dewormer. Wow. Yeah, definitely not a super cheap uh, drug. That is widely uh, has a wide variety of uses, and uh, um, definitely got the Nobel Peace Prize for its wide array of uses, and mm-hmm. has been demonstrated clinically to uh, reduce viral load of COVID. And is safe whether it works on COVID or whether not. Whether it works is, or not is completely safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, you'd have to be a dirty monster to. Uh, what's the word? I lost the word to give that to someone to prescribe that. There we go yeah. to someone. Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry that you have COVID. You should have been vaxxed. Yeah, this woman questioned mainstream COVID wisdom, and she deserves to be defrocked, whatever the doctor version of that she is. She needs to be uh, subjected to a psychic evaluation. Honestly, yeah. Well, cuckoo. Yep. Thankfully, she's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of cuckoo. The word cuckoo starts with a C. And I'll tell you another thing that starts with a C. Canada, our great neighbors to the north. Uh, Everyone's favorite country. Yeah, so we've been in and out of Canada uh, throughout our little uh, time in 1984 here. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to end there. Uh, President Justin Trudeau Mm, has called out a fringe minority of somewhere between 50,000 and 1.4 million people who are opposed to vaccine mandates. We don't know how many there actually are. There are varying reports. Some say... 10,000 trucks. 10,000 trucks. Some say 50,000 trucks. Some say 50,000 truckers. Some say, like a Fox News report, 1.4 million people. uh, All, in one way or another, on some sort of convoy to the Capitol, to, uh, to Parliament in Ottawa, to protest vaccine mandates. We can't possibly know how many people there are mm-hmm. uh, because the media is doing a really great job of blacking it out for us. Woo! Go media! Yeah, yeah. yeah. And thankfully, they're not going to be able to fund their dumb, I mean, 
Should we just call it an insurrection, guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. Can we just call it what <laughs> I mean, it is? Can we be honest? If we can't be honest in 1984, where can we be honest? Yeah. Uh, so, thankfully, the they blocked the GoFundMe page. It lost, like, $4 million. Yeah, they $4 million that they raised, this fringe minority, mm-hmm. um, in order to make this happen. But... Um, GoFundMe has suspended their page, so they don't have access to any of that money truckers. that they've raised. <laughs> more Stupid like truckers. Suckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True President Trudeau, Trudeau, more like President Cool Bro. <laughs> don't you guys love that guy? Oh, yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. He is awesome. And, yeah. and, it, and it is awesome to live in 1984. So many exciting things happening in entertainment, in culture, in education, mm. in food like M&M's, in health news. It's a great, uh, I dare say, a brave new world that we live in. Indeed. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have, folks. I hope you enjoy your life in 1984. Maybe we'll be back with some news, or or maybe our podcast will be memory hold, and we will all disappear, and you won't know where we went. A lot of things can happen. But don't worry. If that happens, you won't even remember we ever existed. That's absolutely right. All trace of us will be removed. Thank goodness. And thank you for listening. Support this podcast at patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity until they shut off our funds. Until next time. Stay sane. <laughs>